Not the whole time, though, right? Uh, as long as I need to be. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> Well, well, well. It's us. We're here. You guys are lucky. We love you so much that last week I sat here right in this very same seat and said, you're going to just have to deal with another bite-sized take. We're going to do the Super Bowl recap a week after the Super Bowl. It's just too hard. But here we are because we love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) We are ready to do this Super Bowl recap. It's coming out a little bit later. It's been a little bit of a journey for me. But we're here and we are happy and excited about it. I did make a bet with with Zach that I would uh, uh, do the show drunk uh, if the Chiefs won. And of course... uh, of, of course, the, the winners <laughs> give up a 10 point lead. Uh, uh, so here we are. Before we start talking about ads, uh, to all the listeners who listened to uh, Trent talk shit about the Chiefs for the last two weeks, uh, this episode is for you. Because I mean, you I said buy it. <laughs> he tried to say the 49ers were going to win, and they did not. You know, you're not going to get me to admit any wrongdoing, Zach. I, I, I know who I am. <laughs> I don't know who you think I think I am, but I know. It, the, the 49ers still lost, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> what's your, what's your point? <laughs> Anywho, um, we're going to get rolling with this. It, life's good. Salad's great. It's Trent. It's Zach. It's Cole. Same shit. Different day. Ready to get rolling. Oh, um, damn. We're going to hit it up a little bit, talk about some trends that we saw throughout the Super Bowl at the top of it. Uh, we're going to hit up uh, US Today Today's ad meter top 10 to go through what was uh, essentially consumer audience voted as the most effective and memorable ads from the Super Bowl. And then we're going to talk about the best of the rest, aka stuff that we thought was shit or stuff that we thought was great that we want to shine a light on. So... I hope you're ready to join us on this lovely ride today. Um, let's uh, let's get rolling in it. Uh, kind of kicking things off here with the trends. Um, one I picked up on pretty quickly was, uh, if you think about all the crazy shit that's happened uh, in the tech space lately, as far as concerns over consumer privacy, over data privacy, uh, election interference, all that kind of crazy shit. It was interesting to see a lot of different tech companies kind of trying to like go on the emotional side of like how they connect people and how they, you know, help make your life better, help you find things that are interesting or help you remember things a la Google's ad. Um, and so it's kind of almost like, a, I'm sorry, you know, please remember why we're great kind of thing, which I thought was interesting, especially with Facebook having their first ever Super Bowl ad. Um, but someone who strayed from that that I thought was interesting was Amazon, where they were almost like unapologetic. They're like, yeah, Amazon has these things with Alexa that's a little bit creepy, but if you look back at history, no one's ever really been able to do anything right until Alexa anyway. So it's kind of an interesting thing. But what do you guys think? What's uh, what's the trend you've picked up on? Um, celebrities. That's the trend. That's, the <laughs> that's whole a trend. big one. Everyone, Who are they? Everyone wanted to use celebrities this year. And granted, that's kind of a staple of the Super Bowl. Like celebrity, celebrity Hollywood thing. celebrities. Who are they? What do they do? Do yeah. they know things? Let's find <laughs> out. <laughs> find out. Um, but I feel like even more so than normal, we had like multiple celebrities per spot, and like just just a a, a ton of them. We saw everybody, for better or for worse. So I, I'd like to call that out because I think it deserves it deserves attention. Hmm. No, definitely. Um. 
let's see trends that I noticed. This was kind of uh, auto had a had a good year. Uh, you know, two of the top ads um, are car ads. So we kind of saw that. Well, actually, of the top ten, I we have three the three of the top yeah. ten, and the top two are both uh, auto ads. Um, so it was, you know, it was kind of good to see that, uh, you know, car brands aren't really known for their innovative spots. So it was fun to see them grabbing a share of attention there. Um, and there weren't as many, there weren't as many serious ads this year. One thing that we all kind of noticed, it was a lot more humor, a lot, a lot of slapstick, uh, kind of stuff mm -hmm. too. Um, and everything that was a serious ad, um, it was mostly about bringing people together, um, it was about positive messages. There wasn't, there wasn't really a lot of negativity besides maybe a few political ads here and there. But um, <laughs> besides two like, political ads, <laughs> exactly uh, one or two. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, again, we we have our quibbles every year, but uh, it's more towards the humor. Trying to, I, I feel like they're trying to keep it light, you mm -hmm. know, more often. And this is something I feel like we kind of say we've said for the past few years um, that, you know, the Super Bowl has kind of tried to stray away from more serious topics, bigger concepts. It's a lot more about celebrity, funny, um, you know, meme. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting to see too, like uh, the top 10 as we, as we get into it here is really interesting because you kind of have like a cross section of humor, emotional and, and celebrity and it kind of implies to me too that it's not like one tactic in particular is really sweeping the like the floor here, um, but instead it's kind of coming down to the executional quality of it, of it. Like if you look like at a spot like Procter and Gamble's like brand spot with like eight different brands, which was filled with celebrities, like that's down at twenty six. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily like one thing or another, but just kind of the concept itself which is interesting to see too and honestly kind of like, encouraging you'd yeah. like to think that the most effective like well thought out ads would be the ones that perform the best not just the ones that have the most celebrities or the most sappy copy you know i wonder if there's like a correlation to like celebrity like once you have a certain number then you top out like <laughs> there's like a five, bell curve five, there yeah exactly <laughs> like five celebrities and then you're like then it's diminishing returns after that or something <laughs> <laughs> well i tell you what the diminishing returns come from it's the the last money spent on licensing there you go <laughs> which like speaking yeah. of i'm trying to find the walmart ad on this list right oh, now yeah, just yeah, out yeah. of curiosity like i'm still scrolling hold on <laughs> they did the same thing last year right where they 18. had all of the different uh, is that 18 cars, zach yeah right oh i totally skipped over it oh famous yeah, visitors it, it, well, yeah. it is to last year's but i thought this year's was was better but also probably astronomically more expensive and it was absurd how much money well, that, that's what i mean right like you're gonna spend 5.6 million on the spot right and then actually even more probably because it was a 60 mm -hmm. uh, i believe so right. yeah, yeah. So you're gonna spend that much plus you're gonna spend all the money to license all those different things like i thought it was cool but like fuck <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just that's insane like yeah. well it's also I, th that is like a like a millions upon millions dollars of licensing it's just that's insane and i have, i'm curious to see how that impacts their bottom line they have leverage man 
dude they can just say i mean if they say to disney like oh hey we're not we don't really want to carry your new star wars line or like oh we think we're gonna put it behind the you know yeah. the new whatever it Who might be what kind of deals they got well yeah. maybe but i will say from my experience the marketing department usually isn't taking on that role <laughs> You know, but like if they were able to get that buy-in to pull that off, like a lot of those quid pro quos, that that's a honestly a pretty impressive business feat for them to do, and like a lot of respect to them. I, I mean, I think that famous visitors was good to your guys's point. I, I'm just curious of like people already kind of knew that Walmart had delivery, so I'm curious like will this really or not delivery, but like you know the pickup. I'm curious if uh, this will really get people more interested or not. Um, but yeah, let's uh, unless we've got any more trends, how are you guys feeling? Or do we want to hop into the top 10 here? Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. Um, channeling my Mr. Matthew McConaughey, who was not in one of these ads, unfortunately. Maybe we'll get it next year. Um, do we want to start things off at 10 or at 1? I say 10. Yeah, we'll mm. count it down. Well, then you can't touch this, Zach, because we're going to talk about Cheetos. Uh, who ran a commercial about how you can get out of doing a lot of annoying manual labor-esque things when you're eating a bag of new Cheetos popcorn uh, because you get all the little cheese dust on your fingers, which honestly is an insight that didn't really feel super original creative-wise. Like I think back to like the Dorito fingers of the guy like getting his fingers licked by other people. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. I still found it really fucking funny. I think I think the idea of like getting out of things like that, especially like moving the couch and all those I was a big fan of. So it had an average rating of 6.07 uh, with 12.9 million views on YouTube um, since it aired, which is pretty good. Honestly, that makes it number 10 out of 62. Um, yeah. Uh, so what do you guys think? Um, I actually I, like I liked it, but I don't think I would have put it in my top 10 personally. Um, mm-hmm. I could see why it would be because it has kind of all the pieces of your typical Super Bowl spot. You know, yeah. it, it has sort of an insight for the product. It uses a celebrity in a way that makes sense. You know, the song is obviously in direct correlation with the fact that he can't touch anything and he's getting out of all these things because his fingers are covered in Cheetos dust. So it like it fit together very, very well and it was amusing, but I don't know if it was the funniest I saw and I don't think it was the most memorable I saw. And the cultural reference was, I feel a little bit more dated than some of the ones that did it better. And so while I think it deserves to be probably in like the top 20, I don't know if I put it in the top 10, but I liked it. And yeah, it's I think, mm-hmm. I think to your point about, um, about the cultural reference from doing a lot of work on Gen Z audience right now, which is just still fucking funny to say because we're, we're, we're Gen Z. So it's yeah. like, all right, whatever. But like there is very much a point of like having a very weird relationship with things that anyone else would think is old and the connection wouldn't make sense. But like something like MC Hammer would be like is like very nostalgic and relatable to like a younger audience who's gonna always like laugh about the meme or things of the past. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of memes we create and that go viral are essentially repurposing older pieces of humor or taking things from its previous context and putting it into a new unfamiliar one to make it funny. And not to just dissect meme culture here on an advertising podcast, but I think I think the way they did it is is kind of an interesting way to try and connect into that audience because i'm assuming that's who they're marketing it to uh it could have been done better to your point i think it isn't the most like original or memorable one of them but yeah i don't know what do you think cole that honestly that's kind of my feeling on it um i like i I mean i like the concept it's clever 
and you're like, okay, can't touch this. Obviously, it ties in perfectly with Cheetos. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And lends itself to a million gags that they were able to pull off mm-hmm. really well, too. And I love the MC Hammer picnic pants. That was pretty, that was one of the most amazing things I saw all night. So that was pretty great to see, too. But um, I feel like I could have seen this ad, you know, 10 years ago. This ad could have, could be shown 10 years from now. I feel like it's kind of like the quintessential Super Bowl ad. I feel like yeah, in a lot of ways, you take exactly a catchy right. song that everyone knows, you add in a celebrity in a fun way and throw in a few jokes as well. And I mean, it's a good formula and I think this worked really well. And, you know, I think to your point, Trent, it will kind of connect with a lot of younger audiences because, I mean, we all know that song um, and it's, you know, it's funny. Parachute Pants are funny. MC Hammer is funny because, you know, he lost all his money or whatever. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, but, it's uh, but, you know, it's, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'd put it in my top 10 either, but for sure. And, uh, you know, as we move into number nine spot here, just want to give a, a shout out. If you were following along with us as Zach, uh, Maddie, uh, and I uh, all live tweeted throughout the Super Bowl, just our stream of crazy consciousness. Just want to give a shout out to, uh, you know, Michelob Ultra and uh, RGA and uh, a couple other brands that were kind of responding to us and interacting with us, such as State Farm. That was a little bit of fun. Had fun hanging out, just goofing around on that. Uh, the one I'm disappointed about the most is Procter & Gamble not responding to me. They had a whole ad about someone spilling chili, and I tweeted a gif of Kevin from the office spilling chili saying, same energy, and got nothing from him. So that one hurts a little bit. But Nonetheless, we move on. We push forward. Now, pushing forward into number nine. And make sure to check us out on Twitter if you're not following us so you can see all those great <laughs> tweets. Um, moving on to nine, uh, we've got Katie Sowers and Microsoft, um, which I thought this was cool in the sense of, you know, well, first of all, it got a 6.13 rating out of 10, uh, 15 million views on YouTube, which is pretty freaking substantial. Um, I thought this was cool because you've got the ad running previously that's been like a 30 second spot about katie sowers and her involvement and then to have a 60 second ad kind of like a second act that built upon the first ad but expanded it into her role in the super bowl i thought that was a pretty cool concept and just a look behind the scenes of how these things usually take usually this is like weeks if not like a couple months of like planning figuring out finding the right people having people like cut when you're doing like a real people ad you've got a lot of people that you present as options a lot of people are cut it changes all the time. You cut someone, then you end up bringing them back. And it's a little bit of a risk there because you kind of have to hope that, the, that by the time the ad is actually made and released and trafficked, that it has cultural relevance. And so whoever on the agency or on the, the brand side at Microsoft who was pushing for Katie Sowers had a coup for her to be able to be in the Super Bowl and for them to be able to build off of this. It's awesome to see them tell her story, which is a really awesome and inspiring story. And I think it made for a pretty good ad overall. But what do you two think? Uh, I think this is... It, first of all, it was one of the only ads that didn't go comedy. Uh, one of the few. Yeah. And I think it did it in a very touching, honest, authentic way. Uh, and two, I think it was by far the best female empowerment ad in, of the night. Uh, it did it right. It showed a woman who is doing, who's literally being a badass, doing something that's never been done before and opening that door for other people to follow. Uh, so I really liked it. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think to Zach's point, um, you know, as only a man could say, I think it, it definitely did do female empowerment, right? <laughs> but, um, no, but I, I mean, no, but to, to Zach's point, I think it actually did. It actually uh, did. And I think that's, that's not, uh, you know, that's a, that's a feat there because, you know, Olay and Secret, two other kind of more female oriented female ads that they put out that weren't quite as good. Um, and I think that this really definitely shone a light on someone that, you know, we wouldn't have necessarily heard about um, if, you know, you know, to the, the average person, um, if they hadn't have made an ad about her. And I do really like how it kind of followed her journey um, throughout the course of the game and stuff like that. And um, I think it really built to a powerful message. Um, and, you know, I mean, you can kind of start asking the question, okay, what does Microsoft have, you know, claim to this? But I mean, I think that they've, they, they told a good enough story and I feel like they, they earned it a bit there. Um, so it's yeah. a good example of, uh, same with the NFL spot, uh, about Anquan Bolden's, uh, uh, brother, you know, it's like uh -huh. you, you just, there's some instances where you kind of just need to step out of the picture and hand the mic to the person and let them tell their story. Uh, and I feel like both this ad and that one too did a very good job of just letting that person tell their story. And, and I feel like that's why it feels so authentic too, you know? Um, yeah, and it's a great uh, story. I mean, I think yeah, exactly. Helps, but I don't know. I don't know if, no, now that I think about it more, I'm like, what, like, you know, what, what authority does Microsoft have to, to share that story? You know? but, yeah. The main thing is just the fact that they're that, that technology tablet the uh, supporter yeah. of the NFL, the fact that the NFL is like running off them. So the coaches and the players are using them all the time. I think that's mainly what they're going for is like, Hey, we're a company that, you know, gives the NFL these tools. We want to show a story about these tools let's find a cool person that uses them. Oh, this person's awesome. Let's let her tell her story. Yeah. And, no, and I, I think and that's I, the, the connect, but yeah, oh, I hear you. And I mean, they've been doing that, you know, for the past few years, I just really liked, uh, was it their last Super Bowl spot where they were introducing those controllers that were for, uh, disabled yeah, yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that one. Cause I the, think that one really, that or 2017. Park, and that's what I kind of, I guess I kind of hold the candle to that, but just totally. similar sort of ad, but you know, yeah um and probably like a different brief behind it too but speaking of good stories we're going to round into kia now uh coming in at number eight uh, 6.9 audience rating out of 10 with 10.5 million views on youtube uh so this one we've got uh i guess now the las vegas raiders uh rookie running back josh jacobs who incredibly talented player incredibly uh really just kind of sad but like inspiring story basically grew up homeless as a kid um, and had a really rough childhood to, to, to make it his way out of that to where he is now uh, is pretty inspiring and uh, essentially stars him giving a, a message to his younger self and talks about Kia's commitment to try and stop uh, child uh, childhood homelessness. Uh, pretty good spot. I think Zach, not to spoil your take, but you and I were talking about this on Sunday as we were live tweeting it. It kind of, it was a good spot, but it kind of felt like it was missing the connection to Kia and what they were trying to do. Maybe it could have used a little bit more clarity about the goal or the initiative they're supporting. Um, but curious for your thoughts uh, out the gate here. Well, you, you stole my take. Like well, you, you know, you're just going to have to deal with that. The Chiefs stole my heart, so and not in a good way. They stole my spirit, uh, I should say. 
Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit it on the head for how I felt about this, and I thought. Hey, you can't say hit it on the head when talking about football. (laughs) Okay, fine. Uh, (laughs) Wrong ass. Story was uh, was powerful, (laughs) Um, and it was it was a it was a good story, and it was well told. But I just did not understand why Kia was telling it. Like, I get, I I understand that they're making these donations and everything, but I could not figure out for the life of me why they had they. I just did not get the connection to Kia. You know, like I just couldn't understand it, and so that's why I didn't, I didn't like it as much. Even though I, I really admire the storytelling aspect of it, and in that sense, I think it was 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 very well told. I just don't understand the Kia. Yeah, because it feels like it, it's introducing a new car, right? Yeah, like the 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 Kia Seltos. So it's like, uh-huh. is is the spirit of the Kia Seltos like the tough never the quits. same spirit as Josh Jacobs? Like it just, it I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. I'm literally staring at the ad meter page right now, and the surround on either side is Kia Seltos Tough Never Quits. Yeah, same. <laughs> and it's like, the, I mean, it's all-wheel drive. I guess that makes it tough. You know, it goes off-road. So that's, that's you know, it's, it's like, a football, tough player, to look at like too, a football player. So. I don't know, man. That's, that's, <laughs> it's, that's a hard, that's a little bit of a stretch. And I mean, again, this kind of reminds me a little bit of those ads that Chrysler was doing. Um, if you guys remember, they remember they opened with Eminem when they did that Super Bowl ad in like 2011 or was something. That the like that. Imported from Detroit. Yes, yes, that whole thing. Mm. And it was it, they did a number of those. I just remember too because um, uh, Dominic and Sue, uh, he was from Portland originally, and they did an ad with him in it where it was kind of like taking him through his hometown and stuff. And I mean, it was kind of building off of like rising from the ashes because, you know, Detroit was ki- is kind of like crumbling, you know, and they're kind of coming out of that. So I see the connection there, but this is, I think, a harder sell. <laughs> yeah, totally. But Kia did kind of something else. Here. Remember, they did this for the Telluride too. Was that last year as yeah, well? Yeah. They did a very similar thing. And I remember liking that one more than I liked this one, but like even still, because there was the and, connection to the factory. That yeah, yeah. I still, I still the voiceover on that one was kind of weird. That one was weird was too. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, you know it's interesting, and that's the thing too is like it's hard because you have like a Super Bowl spot, and oftentimes these briefs are like, let's make a statement about X mm-hmm. or let's celebrate our tie into Y. You know what I mean? and sometimes it's hard you kind of have to just force a square into a circle you know what i mean and and make it work and sometimes it's really seamless and effortless as we've seen in some of these ads other times not so much uh rounding into number seven here uh we've got before alexa uh with elegant elegant generous and portia rosie imogen generous imogen generous as i'm finding words here much like dory's trying to find her parents um uh-huh. we're going to dive into this a little bit more essentially it works as they're leaving the house they're getting in the car ellen wonders what do you think people did before alexa and it shows throughout history all these different situations most of which are pretty funny um of people like asking someone who is named a word similar or named similar to alexa like alexi alex you know all those those kinds of things um and they're all like all the people that are being asked are performing their jobs kind of poorly as i touched on earlier at the top of this episode 
Um, and it kind of just is funny to see it like resolve with the fact of like, okay, well, at the end of this, Amazon is the first one to really be doing it well. It's got a 6.4 average audience rating, 61.2 million total views on YouTube. Um, I felt it was a little long, to be honest, but uh, curious for you guys' thoughts. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. I, it was, I liked this one a lot. Um, I will say it was one of, I think, three moments where I legitimately laughed out loud. Uh, and it happened right when in the first little vignette that they told when uh, she was like, Hey, Alexi or whatever, can you turn the thermostat down? And it was like medieval times, So there was a fire burning and they yeah, that was great. a log and threw it out the window and I burst out laughing. So I give it, I give it credit to that because it was one of the few moments where I actually laughed out loud. Uh, but I, screen too. <laughs> yeah. I think it could have been shorter 45 or 30. I don't think they necessarily needed a whole minute because it started to get long after they started showing it over, like it, the point was made. We get it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. people like these servants are messing up. Electric doesn't. Okay, cool. Uh, so I think get it, were, robots are better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robots are better. Cool. So uh, I liked it. I, it was one of my favorite ones. It made me laugh. Um, but to knock it for something, I think it could have been shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, I, I definitely agree with you there on the length. Um, I feel like people, we're kind of watching it at the the party that I was at. And then by the end of it, no one was, you know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it caught everyone's attention with Ellen at the beginning, but you know, it kind of trails off a little bit, but I do agree with you. I think this is one of the more fun concepts and I think it has some of the more fun, um, you know, it weaves in the comedy perfectly well with the product offerings. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought it was kind of cool because you know, we talk a lot about Alexa and like, I feel like a lot of times people don't really know what to use Alexa for, or it's like, I know I have a Google home and like, I know like three things that I use it for, and there's probably like 20 things it could be doing, but I'm not doing any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was good in that concept, but I don't know if it was necessarily hitting uh, totally in that sense it's it why we should just let robots take over because they'll tell us what they're best at and tell us what we're best at you know, i guess so interestingly <laughs> enough though it has the most youtube views of any of these ads yeah which i thought was cool. yeah i think the the celebrity poll there probably i guess so yeah ellen's in an ad you know and it is cool to see that they're able to get the couple together in a spot mm-hmm. you know yeah as opposed i mean to, that was kind of a nice little subtle touch mm-hmm. definitely um all right. Speaking of subtle touches, talk about a seamless transition from ad to real life. Uh, I'm biased about this one because uh, disclaimer, I do work at 72 and Sunny who did this ad, but knowing how hard the team worked on it and hearing a little bit of the behind the scenes about it, pretty, pretty happy and excited for them and how it turned out. Uh, NFL 100. Here's to the next 100 Super Bowl commercial. We had the kid. And in like essentially two minutes leading up to the start of the game, catching the football, running it back, running through different streets, different areas. Absolutely loved the Pat Tillman uh, scene in there. Uh, if you're not from Arizona, he's he's very much an Arizona hero. And, uh, you know, getting in and having that tie into the real time of seeing them all come out onto the field. thought that was a pretty cool connection. It had a 6.6 rating out of 10 with 13 million views on YouTube. Uh, take it away, boys. Uh, I want to start with a question. Uh, is it going to run ne- like more or was that it? And if it is um, going to run, it's, been, it's filmed at the end of it as they ran out. 
So the YouTube video has the them running out as part of it. So it's a two minute, 51 second. Um, and they're replaying it on social channels and stuff uh, and reposting and all that. But I don't know if there's any paid media behind it after that point. Okay, cool. Um, one of my favorites. It was an amazing start to the game. Uh, it was a, really a touching story. Like the line, like the take it to the house kid line stuck with me. Uh, and it was, it was amazing to see kind of all the people that they put into it, uh, especially being the hundredth season. So I thought it was a great, a great piece. Um, my only caveat would be, it was hard to tell if it was an ad or an intro to the game, which I don't think is necessarily a problem. The only reason I would call it a caveat is because this is the one game of the year when people are actually excited to watch ads. And a lot of people weren't talking about it because they didn't know it was an ad and they may have thought it was just an intro video. That's why I asked if it was playing again, because if that is the one thing that I would knock it for is that like, in, in a lot of the conversations we were having with people at work and everything, no one even mentioned it because they just thought it was the intro to the game. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's a good point to bring yeah. up. I think, I think they would view that as a positive. Um, Cause I think the intent, and again, I'm not speaking for the the NFL or, anyone here i'm just speaking for my own personal self so don't take it as representing anyone else's opinions from work but uh i think i think it's viewed as a positive just because it's all about trying to you know improve kind of the brand you know sentiment with the nfl and having something that doesn't quite feel like an ad but just feels like a cool moment of the nfl i mean really anything they do is an ad in a sense Uh, and so i think they wanted it definitely i thought it was a really cool moment for the nfl and that's what i remember yeah but yeah, what do you think? Cole? Yeah, honestly, I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, even if they even if most people do think it's an intro, I feel like, honestly, um, I mean, this this obviously went off really well. I th- It's honestly one of my favorites, too. You know, it, it is in that weird space of like, do we consider this an ad? Or it's almost like, you know, a short film that, you know, the NFL just puts together beforehand. But like the point being that it like, it helps build like a lot of, I think, goodwill for the league. You know, it, the league definitely took some hits over the past year or so, but I think that, I mean, more people are watching football than ever. Um, I know I'm pretty sure the NFL season, I'm not sure if the Super Bowl numbers have necessarily increased, but just the NFL viewing season, I know 2019 was an increase from 2018, which was then an increase from 2017 as well. Um, and so honestly, the NFL, I think, has kind of gotten back in people's good graces in a lot of ways and and things like this definitely helped to do that and i mean obviously the the spot last year was great it was so much fun uh to see all those players uh involved and i mean i feel like this one's a lot of the same so yeah, yeah. except and i think they went do... bigger you know if anything yeah oh, I honestly more than i like the one from last year and the one from last year was really good but i like this one more mm-hmm. yeah yeah and if you do want to hear a little bit more about uh the behind the scenes of the one they did last year go ahead uh finish listening to this episode and then hop on over to episode 19 uh where we have an interview with mike pedito who was uh, the account director on the nfl account at 72 and sunny at that time funny enough uh so don't say we don't got nothing here on sal we got we got connections to everything big Um, big super bowl (laughs) (laughs) and to answer your question it was 102 million views which was up from uh last year which i believe was 99 or something like that yeah a lot of people on game impressive yeah a lot of people watching the yeah it was um it was (laughs) 98.2 last year uh, 103.4 in 2018 against the Patriots and Eagles, which 
was uh harkens back to the tight out ads of uh olden days um <laughs> let's see here hopping back on ad meter mm-hmm. um you know it just it always feels good you know we record salad in the comfort of our homes uh you know so it always feels good to 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 come home to feel like i'm safe you know like i can be myself and uh jason momoa feels the same way because uh, he's actually a skinny legend um <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna dive into uh rocket mortgage's spot uh talking about feeling comfortable at home and how you can do all of that good stuff in the comfort of your home through rocket mortgage so 6.6 audience rating 7.6 million views skinny legend boy struggles to lift weights he's got he's bald he's got a fake six-pack fake arms but hey he's living his best life what do you guys think um this was in my opinion, the best use of celebrity of the night. It was so shocking and just a perfect role for Jason Momoa. Um, this was another one of the, the ones that literally made me laugh out loud when he first started ripping his arms off. I was like, I got a, it, it got a visceral reaction out of me. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. It was, it was probably my, I think, maybe the funniest that I saw. Uh, one caveat for this one, since I feel like that just has to be what I've been doing for all of them, so I have to continue. Um, I feel like a lot of people are, are remembering it more so because they did such a good job using the celebrity celebrity. They're remembering it more so as the Aquaman ad or the Jason Momoa ad. Uh, and they're not remembering rocket mortgage or what they were trying to say for the brand. So that's the one thing I would knock it for, but this, if I was, if I was rating my ads, I'd put this in number two. So. And, and to your point, I thought that this was a TurboTax ad. I mixed up those mm-hmm. two. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. Yeah. Rocket Mortgage would be sad to hear that. <laughs> um, but it's okay. They don't care yeah. my opinion. <laughs> but um I, no, I think that this was uh I think this this was really solid. Um it yeah, it was it was another good use of celebrity, definitely one of the better uses uh in my opinion. Um it was yeah, it was funny, kind of built off that one gag. I mean, you know, Jason Momo was big strong guy. He wasn't big strong guy. Um, and, but I, again, kind of to, to your point, Zach, as well, um, I don't know that most people would remember that it was rocket mortgage. It didn't have anything really to do with the company. Um, just about, you know, relaxing, making things easier. So yeah, it's a call out. It's, uh, but it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. And and you talk about celebrity use that was most effective. I think this is probably the shocker on the list for me at number four. And I think probably one of the least effective uses of celebrity, uh, Doritos The Cool Ranch, which I do appreciate that pun. Uh, 6.62 audience rating, so obviously the celebrities paid off here. You got Sam Elliott and Little Nas X facing off in a uh, dancing showdown, um, kind of similar to their spot last year with Peter Dinklage and I believe um, Morgan Freeman. Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman, yeah, right. Um, but uh, hey, 10.8 million views on YouTube is obviously effective. The mustache was a thing of beauty. I just felt like neither of them really had like, like Lil Nas X had a little bit more personality in the role than Sam Elliott did, but both felt like their characters were having uh, lacking uh, some some juice. Was that a Doritos ad or was that a Mountain Dew ad? It was a Doritos ad. The Mountain Dew was with um, Brian Cranston uh, reenacting. You know, the, I'm, uh, talking, I'm talking last year. The one from uh, last year. It was, it doesn't uh, really was it? It was both, I wasn't think. Wasn't it like it was it was both of them. Cause one was like, yeah, right? it was like Mountain a, Dew a, Ice and yeah. they collabed together. Fire. And maybe they collabed yeah. together. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that and I couldn't remember why. 
Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Well, it's funny because I just even in my mind I was like, I think both, but I didn't really know. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a song yeah. of fire and ice, so yeah, it's kind of a yeah. Game of Thrones nod there too. The Game of Thrones Super Bowl of last year. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I guess if we're hopping into hot takes, yeah, I didn't like it very much either. Um, <laughs> it was way worse than that Peter Dinklage Morgan Freeman ad. I felt like in a lot of ways, um, it didn't quite have the energy or the pizzazz. Um, I don't know if Peter Dinklage's ferocious delivery was was doing it but i don't know i i think they both felt sam elliott and little nas x felt a little bit stiff on on this one um and it, i just remember some lame dance moves and very uh obvious uh stunt doubles yeah and, and speaking of stiff uh kind of rounding into number three here obviously people are gonna have a range of emotions about a sappy spot anywhere from fuck Google for doing using cheap tricks to make me feel something. I don't trust the <laughs> surveillance state. I ain't falling for this shit. All the way to, oh my God, this old man loves his wife and he's gone, but he, he remembers with Google and oh, you know, it's, it's one or the other. Uh, I was on the uh, fuck the surveillance state side of things, admittedly. Uh, it felt a little bit like a cheap trick to me, but an audience rating of 6.77 and a YouTube count of 5, 15.3. Uh, before I toss it over to you, Zach, one thing I will say is a lot of these ads that are very longer, more narrative-based with the commentary are great for in the home. But uh, think about all the people that are watching at the bars. I don't think a lot of people are able to track these or any of the other spots that were like this too, which makes it a little bit tougher. Obviously with Google, though, having the UI on the screen helps that case a little bit but what did you think zach where did you uh, land on that spectrum um from an ad standpoint it was a beautiful piece of storytelling it was very powerful it made me tear up uh it highlighted a product benefit in a in a very touching way and so i think as an ad it was really really good and really well done but to your point uh the reaction that if you think deeper and and, and consider your feeling towards google as a company if you're skeptical of Google as a company right now and their practices with all of the privacy stuff, so on and so forth, it gets pretty creepy because then you're looking at all these things that um, you're telling Google that then it's going to know and remember and potentially serve you ads for, et cetera. And especially to like, I don't know that Google's had this problem, but especially Alexa has with Amazon of like recording things, even when you're not asking it to talk, you know what I mean? And then you have to actually go in and you can see all the different things like, like, that it's tracked it's really quite creepy and and just an annoying thing too something that you don't quite get uh that you might miss but when they show the list of all the things it's remembered it starts with the most recent date which makes sense but a lot of people i talk to too is like if you're just passively watching that and you glance away you might only see that the last thing it said was like november 27th 2019 and you might think wait did this guy die too like why was that the last entry you know what yeah. I mean? So it, it can get a little confusing. Yeah. So there was that, but like it was a powerful story. And, and it, as an ad itself, it was one of my favorites. But just when you take into context Google as a whole and stuff, it loses points for me. And I think it, it, it depends on the audience. It really mm-hmm. depends on the audience watching yeah. how they feel about it. I mean, yeah, I you feel wonder like... what's the strategy there? Like, you know, I, I, I feel like I would have gone a different approach if you're trying to like overcome that audience. But if they're not and they're just trying to go for like the everyday person, maybe it is more effective. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's because it's like it, it's I feel like so much of it is where you are coming at it from. You know, if you are coming from it from a place that you really are upset with the tech companies. And I mean, I feel like the reason that you would have the fuck the surveillance state side of this is because unlike the facebook ad that we saw also at the big game it was 
not highlighting, I'd say, one of the creepier functions of the platform. Um, you know, this was specifically highlighting how Google tracks and keeps remembers, score, everything. remembers everything for you, which is kind of creepy in a way. But I think, honestly, I agree with Zach, and I'd have to say that it it was a really like a a really well done ad. It it was the most emotional. Uh, I know for myself and definitely all of the people that I was watching with, this was the ad that people I'd say also came back to as being like, you know, like shit, man, like that Google ad, you know, even, you know, yeah, it's like, it, it is sad advertising in a way. Um, but I feel like Google, you know, is what their service does, you know? And I feel like they kind of have a right to show that. Um, and it was effective in that way, but you know, it was a negative too, in the sense that it also reminded us why we hate Google. So, yeah, and that, and it's just that fine line to walk. But that's that's a good point that you guys bring up. Is, I mean, we have a very clear thing that they're like these types of companies are fighting back against right now, public sentiment wise. And I think for them to try and lean into the emotional aspect and the emotional benefit of their products um, is good. I you know, as like an advertiser. I don't really want to fall for that too easily and, and is why I'm always going to be a little bit more harsh and judgmental of those types of spots. But I do understand that strategy. And I think it's a, it's a smart choice for them to try and lean into. And think speaking of things that are wicked smart, you know, we're going to talk about uh, the number two ranking here with an average audience of 6.98 and 41.6 million views on YouTube. We got Chris Evans. We got Rachel Dratch. We got John Krasinski. We got Big Poppy. Um all just on a Boston street watching a car a park itself with its remote smart parking assist feature. Pretty cheap gag, but I thought it was really funny, you know, and it, 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 it showed the feature damn well. <laughs> so I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I think you hit it on the head. It showed the feature very, very well. I said hit it on the head again. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it showed the feature very, very well. Obviously, but the name is, or the ad is literally named Smotpock. So like you get it. Uh, it was it was quite hilarious. Um, my only thing is that it's it's an SNL skit. It's been done so many times, and like I I don't want to give them creativity points for that because it's not special in that sense. But as an ad, and as one touting that product benefit in particular, in a fun way, it worked very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this just shows like it's like the baser. It, you know, you know, we want the cream of the crop you know, to, to rise to the top. And I mean, I think that this is a good ad in a lot of ways, but it just does show that it's like, you throw in a gag, you get people laughing about, you know, just like the, it's, it is an SNL skit. It's something we've heard made fun of so many times. It's like constant, constant, like making fun of people with Boston accents, but like this, like it, that's all the ad was, but it was still great. I mean, it like, I was laughing. So was everyone else in the room. I mean, just because it's funny, I guess Boston accents are like always funny. So it's a go. Exactly. And but I mean, to the point, though, too, it took advantage of the fact that, you know, Pock and the car, you know, it, it worked very well uh, when it pocked itself. So, mm. yep. you know, highlighted the feature, too. So, yep. cool beans. Yeah. Nice job, Hyundai. And, uh... I think it's a slick looking uh, car, too, admittedly. It did. It did look like a really nice car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh it's solid. Speaking of solid, nothing more solid uh, than the first option in our rankings <laughs> list out of 62. Spot. The only one to break seven on the panel rating scale. 
wow. 7.01 with wow. 49 million views on YouTube. We've got tie-ins out the wazoo. We got a car. We got Bill Murray. We got the Groundhog. We got a reenactment of Groundhog's Day. But each day. day is a new day worth celebrating in this twist. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was on Groundhog's Day, as Zach noted. So kind of mm-hmm. just the perfect medley of things. Um, I loved it. I thought it was a brilliant spot. It just it, It's not like it's an overly complicated thing, but I think, again, it's just... It's cool to see brands finding cool cultural insights and like taking the risk of like, there's a lot of people like, and I can imagine like a lot of clients too being like, is this necessarily something that people would still find relevant? You know what I mean? Like this is an old movie, you know, and like, is Bill Murray even still relevant? But like, there's definitely a nostalgia factor there. And I think he did such a great job acting in it. And, and especially the way they animated the uh, little groundhog too, led to an overall really touching kind of funny spot that. Had an interesting tie-in at the end of like each day is like a new adventure in this new car. Um, but what do you think, Zaccaroni? Uh, I think it's very rare that the audience score that we get from this list at USA Today and the talk amongst the industry aligns. Yeah. Uh, on all accounts of what I've seen this year, this ad made it align. Everyone in my office loved it. It was my favorite. Uh, it was a lot of people on Fishbowl's favorite. It was the audience's favorite. So I, uh, yeah, it was, I think it was the best out of the Super Bowl, And I think it deserves the number one spot just because of what you said, the tie into Groundhog Day, a uh, good use of celebrity, a good use of borrowed interest in the movie and a product it like, and it fit to advertise the product. Like it did everything right in that sense. So I don't really have much to say about it besides it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Admittedly, uh, I got to agree with you. This was also my favorite ad coming out of the Super Bowl. Um, you know, it, it's just a lot of good fun. I, Two, I love the car. I mean, it looks great. Um, Bill Murray's Bill Murray's still out there. He's spry. You know, they even showed off an electric bicycle. What's not to love? Um, also, too, <laughs> as he puts the helmet. <laughs> yeah. Also, too, I was hearing. Um, I think I might have seen it on Fishbowl actually. That they put this ad together in about eight days. That yes. This ad was non-existent two weeks ago. Um, Holy shit! You know that they really like put the pedal to the metal they got bill murray they got everyone together and the stars kind of aligned to make this happen at the very last minute um and i mean again i and i believe too this was actually high dive so this was the agency that caught a lot of flack last year uh for including that martin luther king speech in their jeep ad so they've clearly turned things around and made uh, a much more benign and friendly ad Good, oh, good this, point of redemption for them. Part of me wonders if, if they had to make it in eight days. What was the spot before that? Uh, exactly. And hey, didn't that other ad they also made in like ten days too for the Super Bowl? The know. one that had so much controversy. I remember hearing that too. Um, maybe I'm just. Um, are you? Another note. Hold up. Right before we go, another note on high dive. Mm-hmm. They made that ad, and they also made the Jason Momoa ad. So I think they really? won. Yeah, that that agency went hard for the Super Bowl this year. Good for so them. Spots in the top five uh, as a small agency out of Chicago. Like they won small agency of the year last year. A small agency out of Chicago gets two in the top five for the Super Bowl. Very well done. Mm-hmm. So probably yeah, it's very impressive. It's great. We'll make sure to tag them on Twitter later. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Definitely, because I believe they had more multiple spots in last Super Bowl too. I think that they. They go hard for the Super Bowl. They do go hard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sweet.
Um, but yeah, that's the top 10. I mean, we've already got an LA's commute worth of talking for you today, but we're going to give you a little bit of a bonus piece for the last couple minutes here to wrap up. Just the best of the rest. I'll start. Uh, obviously, the Minions trailer was really the best out of the series, and I don't know how it didn't rank higher. Um, <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, but if we're talking about great little ads with twists, I think Hulu broke the Super Bowl in a way, or they broke culture because, man, if not everyone I know was like freaking out about, whoa, what did Tom Brady's post mean? Because he posted a black and white photo of him. You couldn't tell if he was leaving the stadium or entering Gillette Stadium. Um, for them to have this Hulu ad running where it's in the black and white and you realize that that shot is from this ad and you're like, oh my God, here we go. And it seems like it's going to be a retirement thing. And then he's like, Hulu has more than just live sports. Brilliant extension of that campaign. And I think actually to to Zach's previous point, as we talked about best ads of the year a couple uh, episodes back, I think it kind of cemented it as maybe best campaign of the year in my mind. Uh, it was a great, great wrap up of that and extension of that. And I think... Um, you know, another thing that stood out to me too was, uh, you know, I thought Snickers Fix the World was funny, um, but I liked the uh, the um, the two spots for Bud Light Seltzer with Post Malone, a little posty yeah, there. Mm-hmm. I actually I thought that was, yeah, I, I I think like that's just a great like you can imagine clients love it because you're literally saying Bud Light Seltzer, Bud Light Seltzer, like a mm-hmm. shit ton of times in the commercial, so you're really hammering in this new product name. And two, it's just, I thought those were pretty funny. Obviously, Post Malone's pretty big right now. Um, but I think they did a good job of, uh, you know, obviously it has some inside out kind of vibes. But I think I feel like they did a good job of making it really, really funny and unique uh, to get it to to hook in. Uh, but yeah, any any best of the rest you guys got you want to share the worst or the, the first that didn't make it to the top? Yeah, I'm gonna. Kind of a bit of a flop. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna second your uh, your mention of Bud Light. Uh, the taste buds in both of the Bud Light spots. The one that aired. Ah! Over two- <laughs> <laughs> also, one of the moments that made me laugh out loud. Those taste buds were so funny. So, so that killed me. I absolutely loved it. And and that Bud Lights, they they did a really good job with. Why not both? You know, we're super rich. Why not both? And like post mortem <laughs> for that. Everyone okay. with tattoos inside his head. Hilarious. That was good. Yeah. Very good job there. Um, another one I want to call out um, that knew its audience well, Pringles uh, and Rick yeah. and Morty. Uh, excellent collab. A perfect use of the show in that space and, a, and, and kind of bravery in, in sort of making fun of the same thing they've been pushing for the last couple of years uh, in the way that they did. And again, really targeted on the people they're trying to connect to. Um, and so that's another one that I thought was was quite funny in my mind wouldn't put it as high as I, as some of the other ones that we've, we've talked about, but uh, again, in, in my list of definitely towards the top of the good ones. Mm-hmm. All right. Is am I up? Okay. Um, I'm going to take my, uh, my sleeper. 5G work in the club. Uh, exactly. <laughs> my, uh, my sleeper pick was one that admittedly, I don't think it was done well for the Super Bowl, or at least the cut down that they did of it was really bad for the Super Bowl. Um, the soda stream ad. I really liked it. Um, so I actually saw, got me to chuckle. I actually saw it beforehand, um, and it 
and I really was looking forward to it because I thought it was super funny. Um, basically, if you you probably didn't see it because it was very uh, unnoticed, but basically it's where uh, there's a team that goes to Mars and they find water. This is the first water on Mars, so they of course grab it up and then head back to the station and uh, to much applause. So the whole world is rejoicing. We found water on Mars. We can go colonize. Everyone's super excited, and then it cuts to a man in the Mars base using a soda stream. But what has he done? He's used the Mars water <laughs> and he drinks it all up at the end before anyone notices. <laughs> and I mean, this is obviously something we've seen before. I just got a laugh out of it. And I thought it was quite, because the first time I watched it, I did not expect that it was going to be a soda stream ad. And uh, it's kind of surprised you at the end. Um, but that was uh, it. Didn't it didn't really work out at this Super Bowl, and I know why. But uh, you know, I can lament for that privately. Um, and so there was another <laughs> one that I was about to love, and it was the Planters ad. Um, so for the mm. audience members that may or may not know, I actually have a severe peanut allergy, so I cannot eat peanuts. So the prospect of Mr. Planters dying was actually pretty great to me. But to my surprise, in the ad, he was resurrected as a baby peanut. And that baby I nut. just then that I just could not bear. Baby. So it was thumbs down to baby nut. Baby nut. I don't know if either of you have seen or anyone listening has seen, but Planters actually made fake me so Vayner Media did it and yeah. I think everyone knows how I feel about Vayner Media. But uh and I'm just gonna stand by that. But um, you know, they they made fake social medias like meme accounts for baby nut to like try and like because like obviously all these meme accounts popped up of baby yoda and i think they're trying to simulate that same thing but they made fake ones and then twitter shut them down oh, um, shit. and like people found out and then like their planners is kind of getting roasted right now on twitter a little bit for that Hell yeah. um, shut down baby nut. well it was just this ad was like it was just all stolen like yeah. they they borrowed from the the ad of the year still maybe one of the best super bowl ads in a long time last year's collab between hbo and bud light they stole from that with like killing off their their guy you know mm -hmm. uh and it was done way better last year and they tried to announce it this year then they stole from the cultural trend of like baby things except it's nowhere near as cute as baby yoda so yeah. then that didn't resonate as well and then people were also talking about like the subservient chicken and how they kind of stole and what they did on social afterwards, they kind of stole from that in a sense and kind of how they set that up. But it was a much I, better version. Yeah. And it, so it was, it was like all stolen pieces. It was like, and, and Honestly, none of them was what they stole from, which just makes it suck. And that's <laughs> all you need to know about Vayner Media. Um, so <laughs> we have our thoughts. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk, resident charlatan of the uh, modern social media age. Anyway, uh, you know, I love you, Gary, as a person. I admire what you've done, but Jesus, you just ugh. bad example for young entrepreneurs out there. Let me tell you. Um, anyway. That's, a, you know, he's not the best thing since sliced bread, which I think Little Caesar spot was also good. And shout out to WeatherTech. The ad kind of flopped, in my opinion, but like it was cool that I like enjoyed it. the dog had cancer. Yeah. So they made an ad to thank the vets that saved the dog's life. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right. There's a lot of there's a lot of really good this year. I think there was not great. Like last year, we had a couple that were great, mm -hmm. most notably. Yeah. The one I did. Uh, and this yeah. year was a lot of good, you know, but 
I think a lot of it's going to, a lot of it's not going to live on much longer than a month or two, in my opinion. Yeah. And sometimes in life, all we have is good and not great. And that is okay. You know, <laughs> and at least and I, I think, know uh, that uh, Hulu has live sports. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, before we, uh, you know, before we wrap into an hour here, uh, we're going to, we're going to leave you with this. Um, we'll be back Tuesday. We've got some cool stuff coming. Cole and I are trying to make some stuff happen. We'll share more details if we can get it rolling. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Make sure to follow us on uh, your favorite streaming platform. Make sure to follow us on social media at salad underscore podcast. Send us your questions. Send us your love. Send us your hate. We're here for all of the above. And uh, we'll just keep rolling. Um, But excited to be back again next Tuesday with a regular reoccurrence of your bite-sized takes. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Signing off for today. Hope you enjoy this uh, Super Bowl uh, bite-sized takes edition. All right. Tossing over to you, Zach. Adios, everybody. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. And, and back to Cole. And have an ad-tastic week. Boom. Boom.